you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not put the phone on. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to find me Murray, right. Well, I'll take Peroni as well. Right, good evening everybody. Uh, welcome to another uh, Four Blades in the Pub. And we're, we're Four Blades again this week. Um, there's myself, Dan. Uh, we've got Ian. Good evening. We've got John. Good evening. And we've got a, a special guest tonight. Uh, not the, the normal Ridley, but we've got a different Ridley tonight. We've got Phil's brother, Sam. Good evening. Good evening. Um, so I wasn't at Goodison on, on Saturday, so I'll, I'll lead you, uh, I'll lead the, the three of you that were to, to kind of talk through, and I'll, uh, I'll just chirp him when I feel it's, uh, it's relevant. So Ian, well, where do we start? Yeah. A cracking day. Yeah. Uh, nice early start. A few beers on Picard's tour bus. A few beers in uh, Weatherstones in Meadowall. It was <laughs> half an hour we had before we set off as well. Um, <laughs> I thought anyone was on the coach. Yeah, you yeah. can't say the seats because you're a good lad. So we got yeah. get, get to Liverpool, find a good pub. Remember that beer I had on the coach? That bath water. He had, he had quite possibly the worst. <laughs> Smelling beer and tasting beer, I think I've ever had. Got it down though, didn't I? Something about Forced, 40 forced it down. 45 minutes. Well, Tower IPA. Tower doesn't do it justice. At 10 to 10 in the morning. Anyway. Yeah, went for a few went drinks. Went for a drinks, got to a pub, crossed his arms, outskirts of Liverpool. Recommend it. Recommend nice it. People, landlords, landlords are real low. A diamond on his link. He said, San Miguel went down like a dream. And uh, we, were, we were that well behaved. We actually got a thank you message from the landlord. Says what a great bunch of fans we were, despite the fact we were standing on the tables and in the big songs. Yeah. And you know, we had a good we had a good time. So we, we were families up. inside and people were chatting stuff, stuff such as Carly, oh she loves her a good finger. But anyway. <laughs> I heard that especially from a gym yeah. 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 never puts his balls yeah. away I believe it. but uh, yeah, yeah. We, so we arrived there we had a great time and uh, I think that sadly discredits the claim that Sheffield United fans are our disgrace yeah change the hashtag change the hashtag and Merseyside police are a disgrace slash coach drivers are a disgrace oh. getting so, dropped off near Anfield and having to walk did you have to so, run the gauntlet of Stanley Park then or? it was basically all the coaches parked on the edge of Stanley Park yeah. So we went all the way Instead to the end. Instead of dropping us outside the ground and going to park, I actually think we were closer to Tranmere than London. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Oh, you can't, uh, you can't do it. We actually, we actually if you put your hazards on, what are we going to do? Gonna do? We, actually, we drove past twice, and at one point, I'm pretty sure we were in a bus stop, and it still ended up like the same. <laughs> so effectively, in the world. So it's so not it's fair it's like the old man came, and his knees aren't great, and he's like, the next, it's, a, it's an unnecessary mile yeah. that you have to, getting on for, that you have to walk. And it's, but then to get to the ground, it, and we'll come on to it, I mean, there's people slagging off Goodison, I love Goodison as a ground, but outside yeah. was absolute chaos, and it was badly organised, Putting up all the place probably came late from the pub, but queuing to get through a search to then queue up again to go in the turnstile. People like you, though, Ian, and what you bring to the match. Well, it depends what you bring to the match. I mean, obviously, I'm stood there in the queue, sniffer dog starts having a stink, and I'm like, yeah, 
trying to avoid looking like Keith, Keith Ward, you know. But, uh, see, I was pulled out of the queue as well. We, we looked at me and, uh, me and my dad were trying to get in. As soon as the barriers in, we were walking in through one set. We got pulled out of the queue and chucked into this other queue that was for the lower tiers. It made absolutely no sense. And you're trying to get back in, and they're still allowing people into the other queue. You end up with four queues when two turnstiles, it, it just doesn't work. It's like being at Bramalane on a Saturday morning. You put four me on one side, 44 year old man, say, and I'm just being searched, going, what's the one we're getting pulled away from? Pyrotechnic search, sir. I went, I've just been searched, I've t shirt and shorts on, empty your pockets. So, you know, making a joke about ask the wife to stick a dynamite down there probably wasn't the uh, best line at that point. She's a lucky lady if we've not said so before. Well, and, and like uh, I may have mailed out said before, I can confirm, guys, Ian has two children, two lovely children, may I add. Uh, so I can confirm that he has had sex at least twice. So Not twins, just to, come, just to, make, yeah. just to make sure that he doesn't have twins. Glad I went down the dynamite line. Anyway, uh, eventually got in. I managed to scrape in just as the teens were in the huddle. I think some of you probably didn't get in for the start. Uh, we were even here at 20 past by the time we got in. Uh, we missed first 10, 15 minutes. I, I was in all right, so I was on the lower tier. But so, yeah, it was it was an utter shambles, yeah. to be honest, and I, I messaged Beck and say fair cop about it, because there's got to be a better way of getting people into a ground and treating people in a better way than that. But we had the last laugh, didn't we? And that's the main thing. Um, I was a bit nervous, apprehensive when I saw a bit in Lionel. Um, and then what was only a fantastic Before you get into performance, obviously, I, I put something on uh, social media the weekend with a picture of the ground. I know Ian's just mentioned lighting the ground. I think someone took me commenting on the wooden stands the wrong way. I really enjoyed that. Just thought it was a bit of a shock to see in the Premier League. Proper, it's a proper old ground. It's not a brand new soulless bowl. It's proper historical. It, I love it. I think it's fantastic. It, it was really like greenhouse at the top of the tier, I'm not going to lie. It, it was great. Can get isolated, and I think this is something that we need to consider 
um, a little bit, you know, moving forward when we, we're playing a team away from home where I expect us to put it on them a little bit more because with Robinson, I can see people's criticism, but some of the stuff that's been levelled his way on Twitter is just ridiculous. People are writing him off already. Yeah. He's the sort of player that's going to frustrate. He's a flary, pacey striker. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here playing out. I, just, I, I know you're not in the spot. It's like, cause I, I it's like it. Thing. It's, it's a fitness thing. It's not a fitness thing. He just didn't look quite like I'm going to be hugely controversial and this might not go down well but for me one of the bigger problems on Saturday was actually all in all was gave the ball away far too cheap and it's not the first time this season I'm starting to see why he's probably never actually made that cut if I'm being completely and I might be being I might be being Ooh, very harsh that's a big debut call I might be being very harsh but I think you, you do get them players that sit at the higher than championship but not my dad used to describe them as the Craig Hignett and I, I think he's an outstanding championship player but not quite over there I disagree because one player I thought was fabulous for everything was having Dell. I thought he did all the little simple things and just moved the ball very nicely. That's somebody who's shared a central midfield slash left back area with the likes of David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Fernandinho, company, stones behind him, etc, etc, for a while. So good on the ball and I saw, saw everything as form at the week before and although they didn't sparkle everything, I was very impressed with Elf and I think that had something to do with it. But I take your point. As I said, I may well be being extremely harsh but as we saw later on when we made the change in midfield, maybe because the game had changed by that point, I think Lundstrom did the Norwood role better than Norwood did in the game. get around a bit more but I mean before we talk about that change and I think that's really really interesting what you brought up Sam and really important to look at um, I think the big thing to take from the first half is how we reacted to the goal when it went in so it's so weird I couldn't really see what had gone on but when he went in I obviously went yeah and then it was like oh that's not it now, is it? This, this is another annoying thing I've ever cricket. But he didn't even he didn't even know in the ground it had gone to VAR. There wasn't anything on the screens to tell us. So I was I actually thought the referee had disallowed it. Every, every goal goes to VAR, and every yeah. goal is checked, but obviously you don't know what they're checking, they're checking for or what they might see. So obviously I was I was stood with uh, my second favourite Bradley, um, and we were discussed as soon as it went in, we, we made the comment of something's not right. I'm here. third, by the way. <laughs> John is third. I can confirm. Right. The first, my sister. I'm sure Vic might not be listening, but Vic is 100% yeah. my favourite. The third, the. I feel sorry for John's woman on that. I'm afraid I don't know where this is probably that well, so it's a shame. Again, new episode coming soon, the history of John's family. So, yeah, the, the, the goal, we, we, we both sort of celebrated and we both also spotted the fact that every single Everton player ran straight to the referee. So, we both stopped. And there was that moment that see the ref making the VAR side, and he, he thought, not a chance to be given. No idea what it was for, though. Couldn't see anything in the building. Because of their reaction. Yeah. yeah. And my second thought was, I think Egan bagged it, and I've not had Egan first goal scorer for the first time in about eight months. So, I was human. Then he didn't get it anyway. So. But I think, I think there's two, two things out there. One is, I think the Blaze react, fans' reaction says it all, that throughout that delay, and it was quite a, it felt like a long delay at the time, 
obviously there's a it's not a quick process. No, they were chanting. It's not a ten-second process. The thing is, that continued after the goal was given. You know, we just got a goal, and that was the chance from you know. I described it, and then until it's happened, this is the first time that it's happened where they really had to check it, or we weren't weren't sure, so so to speak, because it it seemed to be quite quick at the lane. I think the difference at the lane is, and we all thought that's that's probably offside. I think also we can also see the screen at the lane which mm. telling us it was being checked yeah. whereas Everton you can only you just sc- about see the screen well, neither screen said anything did they not I, I didn't I don't even think, check I, don't think, I, would, but the, I think I think we'll save the time is also probably because with something like a foul on the, on, in that area yes, we're going to watch yeah. it from lots of angles as well yeah. and but I think the other thing is because the way Pickford's reacting you think it's going to be overall because any tackle on the keeper it's traditional nice. foul that attendant it's going to be the keeper as well. I'd love to see there was two this weekend exactly the sort of the same idea that I definitely um describe it to some sounds really weird thing to say but if you're going to describe the experience from somebody who'd lost their eyesight but had watched plenty of football before is that agonising way <laughs> just trying to figure out my <laughs> you know what I mean that, like, yeah. that agonising way when somebody goes to take up a penalty which is potentially a winning penalty watch it back in real time it's like a 30 to 40 second transaction yeah. but because it's hanging on it you're like oh my word what's going to happen what's yeah. going to happen oh my gosh or you know like oh and, and that's what this is the this is the irony when that happens in sport and it's like time slows down and takes time it's good this is, we've talked about it at length like the previous one they all, it was like it was a very nervy feeling but obviously um, ecstasy but was it as ex- much ecstasy if it had gone in the ref points in the middle and never going to get that, that second that second bit of ecstasy is never going to be as explosive as the first one always has been is it but the moves obviously uh, did, that, that was supposed to be kept, but we'll get to that in a minute but yeah one last thing about goal though the delivery from Norwood I think at times our dead ball not bad for championship that's something where we've lacked a bit this season I think and that's where yeah. we will have to get goals yeah, yeah. it's set plays free kicks delivery into the box this world has come I reckon O'Connell has, has sold a short on goals and corners Egan certainly has um, I think so we, we, and especially with our creative Alan Millers yeah. it's something that again I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% certain they work on but you're right it's something we need to probably up our game a little bit yeah. it is going to be a and especially against some big teams you know Man City obviously it's a way that we play them but Man City have shown this season that they are vulnerable at set pieces so yeah. this is one way that a team like us can actually get it teams like them again as we talk about creativity on Saturday against Van Dijk there's not going to be much point lumping it into the middle because nine times out of ten all passing in crossing in you're looking at Van Dijk and Matic you're not going to get much joy you're no, I mean we'll, we'll give the we'll other red side and Mer's side a good okay, going over in a short while but obviously our time comes we won a lot the atmosphere at our time to have some pandemonium thinking about Oli McBurney it's a great challenge but like, I think we need to vary that one up a bit like, just get in your head um, and then second half starts and he's one of them and he's constantly thinking 55 alright that's good we've not yeah. come out and seen it earlier six days it's only half an hour left and then obviously that's on the change that you mentioned Sam and now 
um, bashing moving into midfield is an incredibly good move sometimes for us to make in a game. And it was really interesting. I feel like we've talked about this before almost. Um, that deja vu. <laughs> a little. Um, but with Basham going into midfield, we're almost being a bit more attacking to try to bulk Jagielka, although he was, well, he's had at least one good game this week. Um, but Everton weren't able to do that. No. Uh, do you know what? As well as that, I don't think there'd be many people starting that away yet. When Jagielka was coming on, with the pace they got going forwards, that were necessarily comfortable with that sub either from being completely truthful. As good a game as Jags did have, it was very solid. It was very similar to the village options using at Southampton. I think a few would have thought, I'm not sure that's the right one. I think bashing went into midfield was right. And then that's the only option you can do is put Jags at the back. And I think you've got to trust. And actually, you know, Jags probably he might not replicate that level for half an hour again this season that Dusty Towns I think he was keyed up he, that, that's he, the game isn't it? that's, that's the game going to bring him on that's, bring him on, that's the game and, but Basham had us into midfield and, and to be fair Everton puffed and puffed but there was just nothing there and the substitutions I, was, I said to a, an Everton colleague when he finally came across from Liverpool to the Sheffield office this week to see them and I said to him I said your substitutions left you without any shape whatsoever it was just like randomly throwing players on who were attacking players and hoping something would come of it which is a bit warnock isn't it really that's kind of what he was and and Dan like um Obviously, you were saying, Justin, before the game last night, how you felt about um, we maybe take Wilder's tactical now. I think I think we're, we're kind of spoiled with, with Tufty. I think we, like I said, we may be taken for granted because I think outside of Sheffield, he's seen as an old-fashioned manager, up and at him, team spirit, blah, blah, blah. But he's actually a lot more technically astute than a lot of people give him credit for. And I, I don't know if it's how good he is at it or if there's actually a dearth of it in, in other top quality managers. But you look at you look at Marco Silva, you look at Lampard, you look at uh, Sarri at Chelsea, and they've all been criticised for not being able to change a game either tactically or with a substitution. The substitution have been like for like. This central midfielder is not playing well. I'll put another central midfielder in this place and hope his form's better. He's not actually affecting the game, mate. You're just hoping that the kid that's coming on is in slightly better form than the kid yeah. taking off. Whereas tough day, there's times in games where we play two, three, four different systems in a game. And they're not massively different, but it's a slight tweak. That'd be fine, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's maybe what, if you ever, and you've got that, that quality of personnel in front of you, you've got to be able to use it. So throwing Walcott on and tossing on, tossing on his he is tough um, and, and it will be like, it will be there's something there's a player in it will be the one was a player in Theo Walcott but see I, I got I got the Walcott substitution I said this Saturday the Walcott substitution made sense to me I, I got what I was doing Coleman was finding absolute acres out there he was and he was still the same when Walcott came on he just didn't seem to utilise it he couldn't get round I think it was Stephen sent to up his game 20% marking Walcott than he had been when he was marking Coleman and then to be fair I actually thought the other Everton player was good who got taken off Coleman was, I thought Bernard oh, had a good game I was surprised Bernard was the one to come because off because actually I thought they might have moved him a little bit more inside yeah. and let him run at people on inside rather than down the way especially with Bold being on a booking yeah. I mean 
that in the first half is bonkers. Bernard and Wal- uh, Walbrock, sorry, both absolutely deserved bookings. Yeah. But Henderson getting booked with basically splitting up a five, but he could have been a 10 12 man brawl. Yeah. I mean, the only one to get booked. That's absolutely ridiculous. The Henderson booking makes sense if you're going to book, I don't know if it was Keane or if it was Schneider that came across Keane. and grabbed him. But I thought it was Dean, right? Keane was involved. We've got, we've got three players. Keane, I think. We've got three players there that, for me, all got involved. If you're going to book Henderson, you've got to book all three of them. Can I be honest, if I think if it was Keane, you think it was Dean I'm not hoping one of us is trying to do an identity parade at some point. One of us is wrong. Which family? Moyes. If it's Moyes Keane, I'd say. Moyes I think there's a definite difference, Sean. Between Moyes. Between Moyes and Michael, there's a big difference. Yeah, but I. But like they were all there. They were all they were all there. And if you're gonna book one, the Capricorn on the Sagittarius. Yeah, I don't see colour like you are. <laughs> so <laughs> this is tricky ground. Anyway, Bernardo still probably getting involved in a minute. <laughs> right. Anyway, Ian, Ian's Ian's very special. As you were saying, Ian. Sorry. No, I just I say I thought Bernard could have been a bit more involved. It was amazing to be involved. But uh, you know, Richarlison. What did they have? They had the chance for Richarlison first half. Yeah, it's three headed and it just yeah yeah they had that chance. They had the one he the acrobatic which was well wide. Um, I mean, it was about far wide as Basham's header in the second half. But I think I'll match it today. But one one thing I would say about Richarlison, <laughs> 14 million pounds sent forward slash attacker, to use the more modern term, who often starts a punt on his own for his I've got to be honest, I mean, quiet. <laughs> yeah. I was very close to captain in the Charleston on the Fantasy League, so I was pretty confident yeah. he was going to be. Well, I was keen, I was keen in my team. I'd bought Charleston in for that reason. I'd got most keen as a third chief striker, and I kept him in. So I thought, I'm happy if he gets two on Saturday. Can I be honest, I've took Everton players out, I'm confident in the Blaze. <laughs> That's no, why I'm top of the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still let's flash Stevens and uh, Anderson in, so yeah, some kind of well, I don't think any of us, going back to last week's pod or last time's pod, none, none of us, none of us predicted a Blades win. I think I said nil nil. Yeah, I said draw. Yeah, I think a couple, a couple of draws. One one nil nil. I said a three one defeat. So we've got Phil with two one. So I'm, yeah. I mean that's says everything. Yeah. Largely down to one man. I said not John not. Egan. Yeah. yeah. What was the yeah. review on Sky then? Uh, Alan McAnally said it was the best performance by a player he'd never heard of. That tells you everything you need to know about John Egan, but also everything you need to know about Alan McAnally. Shout out to Garth again. Garth, Garth Watts. <laughs> Chris, Chris Walker, he's impressed me. I saw him with his award. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> and then watching them, they are they are compact, they are organised, they're hard to beat, and he's back from the Premier League. Good luck to him. He's, what, Nick Can Nick I look up? He's winning me over, which, in fairness, I've seen. I've, I've seen exclusive access to Tufty's notes from the end of last season and his three main points for the season were improve the quality of the squad stay in the Premier League win Garth Crooks over they were his three main they, they, were, his, they were the top three things on his to-do list back in the last season and also on that note I think what now will worry well more than anything is Alan McAnally also noticed that O'Connell was a centre-half getting past his yeah. winger and into the no, no, that was Charlie Nick was that, that was Charlie, Charlie Nick what's he doing there what's he doing there what's he doing there I mean, I think we're done now. Now, now they've noticed that. Now Sky's caught up. It's weird, it's weird though, as I'm saying, big Arsenal boy. Steve Bold never did that. 
and it's winter bird and balls going around the outside and you can't really imagine it no. especially under George Graham but, but back, to, back to John <laughs> so back to John Egan I thought he was absolutely outstanding I mean and the, and the, the good news for him coming out today is that uh, he's going to have an even better season because he should get some international recognition thanks to uh, Mason Bennett and Tom Lawrence you know Mick McCarthy they, let's be honest Nine months time, ten but twelve months time when Ireland have managed to reach Euro fi- Euro finals and they're progressing with Johnny Egan, defensive rocket the bike. Mick McCarthy will be raising a fight against Mason Bennett. Because without them, I wouldn't have had Johnny Egan in my team. And well, before we talk about the goal and wrap this section up, the goal that wins the game and confirms the win. Um, the only downside of Egan playing more games is worry if he got injured. But that's uh, I don't mean to get. And actually, I think if he does that, if he if he gets the exposure internationally in more games, it, he's a he's a flight risk for us. It starts becoming it starts coming on other other clubs' radars. Yeah, yeah. future yeah. Harry Maguire partner maybe. Those are there. You can. I just couldn't count against. I tell you what, he's he's better. He's better than Lindelof. <laughs> From what I've seen, he's better than Lindelof. I'm not wanting better than Lindelof. Yeah. I mean that's not saying much of it. He's been less probably. Egan, I thought you were around right. it. Well, I might be. I might I mean, be O'Connell's left in April, but, yeah. but O'Connell will be playing way out of Man United by that point. So. Yeah, he'll be a master. Anyway, so talking of peak players destined for the very top, we've discussed it at length. I've been critical of him more than anyone, but my word, I, I tweeted when I had a few on the official Twitter account on Saturday. I was still in the pub and I was hoping lunch and we were going to walk in the beer engine, so I was going to buy him all his drinks. <laughs> like the quality he has shown he's uh, almost like he's been struck by lightning he's a different player uh, way ahead of lots of his peers for England they stand but like um, the thing is with the the most impressive thing when Moussa gets knocked over Lundstrom carries that ball into the composure by which he does it he has a look two or three times he could have just he could have just thought look we're up against it I'm just going to drop it into the corner chase him up maybe take a throw him but he kind of he, he pushes yeah. drives forward as a look drives forward again as a look then slides that ball through I mean, if anyone else but he likes to, if, Gundogan. If, if Gundogan knocks that ball yeah. through for Sterling this weekend Gary Lineker's going and Ronaldo played from through it's also not the first time this season he's played that good of a ball. Yeah. People forget the ball against Bournemouth and the goal yeah, he misses yeah. in the first minute. Yeah. That that ball is an act. We talk about Norwood teams, but that was pink. So Luke pressed. Friend of the blog, friend of the pod, shall I say that? Slipping into our past. Friend of the pod um, was hoping to be around this week and he was asking some questions of S2 stats about Lundstrom's performance against other sort of England centre midfield candidates. So we put him up against and got all S2 stats, came back with the stats for Declan Rice, Harry Winks, Lundstrom, and Jordan Henderson. And he said Lundstrom comes up the best on top for goals and assists. Deep completions. Yep. Don't know if I saw many of them. VHS years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearances. To be fair, I never saw the completion. Clearances, interceptions, ball recoveries. That was on the video as well. Yeah. That's right. Um, and that comes up better against Winks, Rice and Henson for all those. And that's, yeah, it's a small sample, he says, and tactical bias, caveat supply, but, you know, it shows the impact he's having. That role he's playing, that's the, some of the key, uh, kind of key performances. And obviously with Southgate, like you say, playing two of them, Henderson and Lundstrom, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm all, whenever I watch him, I'm always incredibly impressed by Harry Winks. 
uh, those ones. Uh, but but you feel curious about the one thing you think about the way we position lunch and draw with field three. No one's the ball player. Right, Flex the busy, Flex the busy one carrot shuttler. The one to win the ball and tackles lunch. Yeah, actually, lunch him up against those three players has got the lowest tackle success and the lowest number of tackles, which surprises me because actually probably said a lot about how some of those best sides work work hard in the midfield yeah but uh, I mean yeah Lundstrom's ball goes through to the moves whose pace is right you've got a bit on Lundstrom haven't you there is, a, there is a little bit on Lundstrom and I've weirdly just been checking because uh, I had him at 25 to 1 after he uh, put it in against Palace and I was impressed after the first couple of games he's now out to 40 on Skybet top 4 to play in the Euros and it's a very tempting proposition so we all lump it on at 40 then especially when he snaps Henderson in two on Saturday <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could be a risky suggestion we don't want to be better on that because that's just we've got insider knowledge um, sh- sh- Wally Downs has just got done for that yeah he's been suspended yeah Becky what a surprise what a I mean, what a Wally what an absolute Wally but yeah the Moose Moose yeah, go goes in Lovely, lovely little bit of pace. Looks Pickford in the white his eyes. Pickford's probably listening to chance music in his head or whatever. Slides it through his legs. We all go absolutely fucking mental because there is no doubt whatsoever VAR are getting anywhere near it. And like I said, the only disappointment is him and McBurney celebrating. He pushes McBurney away. I was ready for it. The worm, slot drop, <laughs> slot drop into a worm, Macarena, anything. I was expecting some like quality Lingard esque celebration. Did anybody notice his stop in front of the Everton fans in the weird dance position? Exactly. And that, saw that. Were you hoping that we were going to do it? Because I was expecting like a, sp- like a Superman sort of thing in front of the front <laughs> The moose for me is being held up by a lot and there's something that maybe I don't know if he is. He's not just the he's not just a better version of Nardi, I think there's more of a player in like, yeah, it's certainly better at striking a football, but like the thing is we haven't had a pacey player for so long it's so good to have some real pace. Look, I know, I know what I'm known for ridiculous ideas, but we talked about London and Pringles. We'll give it a couple of years. Moves out be legible. Why not? I mean, how much of a legend do you envisage Moves to have Have you made any preparations for that? Does he not play for France? No, no. Young, doesn't young matter players. anymore, does it? He could play friendly for him and still play oh, for him. Okay. And he's not going to get anywhere near the France squad, I don't see an issue with that. You yeah. haven't heard it here first, but yeah. The um step aside Sterling as I've previously discussed, I have made a sizable financial investment in, in Musa. Um there's more to be revealed on that later. Obviously I don't want to talk about it too much. Well go on. What 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 are you on the seven thirty train to uh, London St Pancras from Sheffield for the West Ham games? Be prepared to do the Congo. And we be prepared we will. Yeah, fantastic three points. And uh, uh, what we obviously went through last night it's probably a bit of a dampener on it but my word what a win we've got five points from his first three away games undefeated on the road since January and next trip is Watford so. and most importantly you, what you forget is the first goal in the first first goal in the first half for United yeah yeah so he's just knocking these right off. on the cusp. We left it, left still it, 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 it still things off. Although I'm sure there'll be some people saying it's a cast, it's an old goal. So whether 
They all count. 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 Three points count, and it's going to be it's a vital three points given the run of games we've got, and, and, and on the back of the Southampton defeat. And look, I'm enjoying celebrating style. As a, as a, we may have still had a big argument after the Southampton game where we discussed the fact that we were going to go three without a win, so delighted to, to get that win because I think otherwise you're going into Watford who will probably have Marco Silva in charge by that point um, <laughs> so you, you don't know what you're going to get at Watford do you? I mean they've opened Eastern against Arsenal crying out loud that with us defending like that against City I'll go out the way it's coming to me Cal Park absolutely shocking we've been sort of stuck that on a Sunday you get back in booze when no one has talked to you yeah, I, I mean Obviously, I, I play Sunday League, and yeah. they're going to say you've been in that position. So. <laughs> I couldn't get in that position. I'm not allowed to play a lot of the time, but um, <laughs> great win for Robin Hood on Sunday. But we kept a clean sheet, which doesn't happen very often. So that's sort of the point you're alluding to. <laughs> but yeah, great win, and um, unfortunately, we've now got to talk about a different game of football. So you're the European champions on Saturday. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, I say welcome back. I'm not sure it's going to be a welcome co- topic of conversation for the next few minutes. But I was um, I was fortunate enough to just spend five pound on some loyalty points in that girl last night. I think I got the best deal. Don't tell anyone. Out of uh, out of the, the people who are joining me around this table, but um, Sunderland Cup game. I never like to see us lose a match, regardless of what team we put out or the or the circumstances. Um, I'm not going to comment too much on the game because I wasn't there and I, I'm not a Radio Sheffield caller so um, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll throw it to the floor but I've probably got a couple of questions I'll pose as we go along but who wants to open up with where do you start? I think Dan because every time I glanced round at him I actually thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> we, just, we just kept sharing kind of disgusted, despairing looks. Um, like, what's I mean, going on? It didn't help. I, I got sat next to her. Obviously, I went to South Stand last night because cop wasn't open. And I got sat next to an absolute fucking plum who spent the entire game saying, Do Burry need any players? Do Burry need any players? These are, these are the worst and worst top town. Worst team I've ever seen. I, I did say to him at one point, if this is the worst side I've ever seen, I've been fucking coming here very long. Um, we'll also sign out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was. Don't wrong, it was bad. It, it was bad. So, so here's my first question. Is it bad? Because actually we're, we're making 10 changes. And as we've said on this pod before, we're making 10 changes in a team that plays in a unique way such that any player coming in last night if you, unless you're going to make only one or two changes they're slotting with the rest of the team they're never going to shine in a circumstance like that I, I think I, I had this thought today I think unless we manage to like last night if Leon's shot goes in at last minute and we get to penalties a bit and we 
we win on penalties. I think the only way we're ever going to have a cup run under Wilder is we get to last 16 and then he starts putting the first team in because it's, it's not just a, an early round thing because I don't ever see a situation where we're going to make 8, 9, 10 changes and the team are going to shine because of the way we play. Because if, if, it's such a unique way we play. We play with this obviously with, with overlapping centre-halves and, and the way the full-backs play and the way the midfield pivots. Any player that comes into that side is not going to have played that way in training because the players that are coming in will be playing the part of the opposition in training as we'll be lining up in a standard 4-4-2, 4-3-3. So it's absolutely alien to the players that are coming in the system we play. Players coming through an academy will come through playing a 4-4-2 or a 4-3-3 and full-backs have a very a very standard role and centre also and centre midfielders and wingers do and it's, it's, it's going to be almost impossible for a player to just come in and just seamlessly slot into that and, and players that, that have played it for ages but have been out the side for a while they obviously they find it hard to come out like Kieran Freeman last night looked nothing like the Kieran Freeman that we saw assuming it's two or three seasons ago yeah the big yeah everything done said basically um, to follow up and obviously give that some further credence if he if, if needs it which it doesn't but like <laughs> no surprise if the best signing we've made this season has been Munster because being at the club two years you understand the system like as, as weird a thing as that sounds um, yeah I think if you, 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 your bespoke positions if you will are your fullbacks and your two wider centre halves yeah. now physically there's a difference between Jags and Basham and on the other side there's a, what I could only describe as um, comparing a pint of water and a pint of absinthe if you were wanting to get hit <laughs> the absinthe being uh, Jack O'Connell and the pint of water being Keen Bryan now Keen Bryan in the summer families that I saw thought he looked pretty decent but he stood on him like he stuck around he was clearly a light member of the squad he was in all those like promotion party videos etc but my word he was fucking dreadful last night he looked scared about the ball he looked terrified with the ball at his feet he looked terrified when the passing towards one they were near a leg breaker yeah because it was that short yeah. and behind it it's like I'm not condoning playing long ball but O'Connell or Basham will whip across it if the opportunity from deep if the opportunity is right when you've got Robinson and Mugsay against let's be right league one centre half that ball can go quickly yeah don't have to even be that good you can get any angle on it behind defender there's a chance none of that absolute dog shit and then Osborne Alan Pickard friend of the pod said um, that it was quite depressing to watch him do his best Ryan Flynn impression the world was a touch harsh but he looked like a bit sloddy didn't he I, just, I, know, I know Forest fans sort of said he could and I know Wilder said it I just don't see him as a left fight and, and I think if you're going to have the like black placement you need someone closer to Stephen and Osborne you lose Stevens, you've lost your entire yeah again we blame Keane Bryan and I'm not for a second justifying Keane Bryan but he had a bad game did he I'm not having a go either it was the same it was the same last season with with the uh, Barney game Keane Bryan was bad made even worse by carrying Marvin Johnson as a left wing back 
it's like a one just to pay it off. He's got a common denominator, not Keen Bryant, but he's a common denominator. The last three cup times we've played, where he's made wholesale changes, we've been dreadful. Yeah. Black, let's make a bonus fight. Blackburn was dreadful. Yeah. Barnett was Barnett was The only reason we got away with it against Blackburn is out of pop. Yeah. Last night, they got that goal, which solid four. Yeah. Two sat in, then like three, and then one up top. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great goal. Yeah, it's a great, it's a really good hit. I saw it this morning on Sky. It's because we didn't get in until. Oh, there's some cues, but yeah, we didn't get in until about 10 o'clock. We went to Bar at about 25 past 7, which is why we got in late. You, knew, you just knew, didn't you? We took, we took Jay Atkins to a game, so I suppose that's um, just Jack. Um, Jay Atkins is the bad uh, influence. <laughs> we were, we've had enough fans there, and we don't need Jay. But, um, yeah, just, it, so here's the question then. Something I saw today from someone was oh, well, you, you don't make that many changes. You know, some of the Premier League teams made two or three changes. Now, my yeah. view on that is you don't do that so close to a half 12 kickoff on Saturday. No, yes, you're a champion. Exactly. Yeah. And that's sort of what Wilder alluded to last night as well, wasn't it? He sort of says that quite clearly. Why would I play my first team when I've got a, a game Saturday where I don't want to get from what you said today? Yeah. yeah, and especially when, let's be fair, the League Cup is third out of three yeah. in, the, in our list of priorities this season. Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup. And the, FA, and the FA Cup, I would imagine, will be a fair distance behind. If you can predict the future and see the cup draw that came out, Arthur probably said should have gone for it. Who would we have We get Oxford, Man U got Chelsea, and Liverpool's got Arsenal. Oxford at home? I think it was Oxford away. Not been to the Kazam for a while either. But, uh, I mean, there's, there's no. It's a, it was a bad performance last night. No one really covered the Sultan glory. Robinson and Moose did okay. Clark and McBurney did okay. See, again, same as the Everton game, I thought Robinson looked 10 or 15 yards behind. But I think, I think that was probably to do with how Sunderland were defending. Because they weren't interested in tackling the two. They were standing off. And, and he, he could, they got no room for him to go into. And there were, I think they were twice in first half where he managed to get his man faced up, took the ball past him. I think one time he took a bad touch and the kick came in and cleared it. The other time he got a half decent crossing. But again, you're right, it does look, it looks short. It looks it looks a yard short on fitness at the moment. But you see, for me, and again, I'll speak on the basis of seeing the Barney games and the quite um, <coughs> game. For me, it doesn't rule out any of those players individually. All right, maybe keep Ryan. Uh, any of those players individually slotted because actually we're just yeah. on a team on a match when they're all playing together. The reality is, you're going to use one or two of them at the most yeah. in see, any game. See, that's kind of what worried me most. For me, one of the worst players on the pitch last night was Luke Freeman. And he's been playing the role that he played last night in the Premier League. He, he played the role against Chelsea in the absence of Fleck. I just think. And I thought Freeman looked a long way off. See, I, don't think he, I didn't think Freeman was that bad last night. I thought he tried. I don't think he got go. He just didn't get going. And the reason I, oh, I, think, round him, I, don't know. I feel grim because having played well, got into the starting 11, and then he had the carpet pulled from underneath and then eight. And obviously, Fleck's played really well. The last two games, but like, I think I think that might have knocked him a little bit. But I won't worry. he's not 
I don't think he's one to worry about. For me, the bigger worry is someone such as Kieran Freeman looks again, he's put some weight back on, if anything, and look really. He just always looks so bloody knackered. Yeah. He was bloody. World <coughs> Cup games he's played when he's been out of time. Yeah. You think, and, and he, you know, when he, when he has filled in for injury, you think, you know, he's looking alright, and then he'll just, he just disappears and just yeah. Yeah. goes off to an all you can eat buffet for a week. World Cup that players changing weights, but we just talked about the fact that they're on Glasgow fans about 15 stone. He looked stick thin last night, which was an odd, an odd little. Yeah, yeah, he's leaned, he's definitely leaned down. Whether he's, whether he's been training hard to try and get a move, he didn't come off, I don't know. Uh, but the one I was looking forward to seeing last night in a full night match was Bill Morrison. Yeah, he did for the ball a couple of times, a couple of tidy little passes, but not what I was expecting. That might be again because there wasn't a great deal of movement and he couldn't really get See, the ball. I disagree. In. I mean, I thought, I thought the times he got the ball, he looked, it looked a bit at the class, but there's seven or eight passes he played that, similar to, a, similar to don't like saying it, but Jose Baxter, in a way that <laughs> his, his mind was three or four steps in front of some of the people that were around him. But, like you say, I think, I think again, similar to, to Robinson, the lack of movement from the Sunderland players and the way they were marking, there were no spaces yeah, to go into. There was nothing there. He, he, he was feeding on scraps, and I, I think, for me, I thought he was our best player last night. So, is it a case we just need to move on? End of the day, it's just draw a line under it. Draw a line under it. Move on, and, and probably accept that me watching the Blades to Blades Facebook stream for a bit the first half until the rapid movement from side to side left me nauseous, and I kept seeing shots of a tray full of chips. It's probably the best view of the game anyone got. Yeah, um, we were sat in the infamous swearing section, so biggest disappointment in the night wasn't anyone in the red and white shirt. It was the lack of somebody from Scotland in a Sunderland shirt. We were. Yeah, I was desperate. I was desperately wanting Mark McNulty to be on bench last night, so I could dig him out for 90 minutes. But unfortunately, well, obviously, that had upset some of our listeners who were obviously best friends with his dad. I do, th- I do think the club. I do think the club got a bit of a blender last night, not only in the cop. I thought the atmosphere was awful last night, and I don't think you'll ever, you'll never get a good atmosphere when it comes to the cop. Yeah. I don't think you'd have ever sold it though. I think that's the problem. Even if you're raised, eleven thousand there last night. Let's stick a ten for tickets. Ten for tickets. That's what you do. You stick them on cop. You'd have got. You'd have got less than you. But the cop's the one that gets the atmosphere going. I'm honest, talking about five, let's show you another whole of the. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. there is a point now where in the Premier League, game seats aren't what keep your club going. It mad, does it? it? You could probably do a free procedure to shoulders and it probably wouldn't have cost a point. I'm not saying that would have made a difference, but the atmosphere, there was, there was no atmosphere. Apart from the last five minutes where there were a couple of tackles went in and we had a couple of half chances. Apart from that, getting to a the schools, get the kids down, and yeah. Well, as a positive, as Wilder said today, there'll be nobody injured going into the game because no one made a tackle. So. Yeah, no injuries. There's no injuries for Saturday, and that's what matters. Yeah. So, one last thing as well. Let's not have a man of the match award every game. When it's like that, when the players is like a mold, let's just. Nobody would have walked out of there going, I wonder who the door deals man of the matches tonight. <laughs>
I mean, Mo Bessic, I don't know how decorated he was in his youth and what trophies he's got in the cabinet at home, but I certainly don't think Man of the Match versus Sunderland in the narrow 1 0 defeat, carry about cup third round whilst on loan at Sheffield United, is going to take that. He's unlikely to be contacting his insurance broker to see if he's done his premium to come that way. And like you said, he probably is. Draw the line under it and move on. Move on. 100%. So, <clears throat> despite the cup disappointment on Saturday, three of the best, probably five to six players in the world, maybe, are coming to Pamela Lane, and the current reigning European champions, Liverpool FC, everyone should, if you don't, must love or have some respect for Jurgen Klopp. It's just a, it's exactly the sort of game that we've not had at Bramall Lane for about 12, 13 years and I personally cannot wait. But the big question is what realistically do we expect out of it, Dan? Um, I expect us to give, give it, we'll give as good as we get. We'll not, like I say, if this had been Warnock, I think it would have been very kind of, we'll write this one off and we'll play one up front. I think we'll have a go. Don't think we'll be, you'll not see us swashbuckling forward, you'll not see, I don't think you'll see Basham and O'Connell overlapping massive amounts because I think Liverpool are that good, they can probably leave all three forwards up. So rather than telling Salah and Firmin and Mane to track back, they'll probably just leave them up and if, if someone comes out, we could get crucified. Um, I do think the Possibly vulnerable wide. I don't think Alexander Arnold defensively is brilliant. That might be a way into it. But like, like we said um, in the first part, the uh, the set pieces will be key. Yeah, I think we've got to be creative on set pieces. There's no point, like I said, just whipping a ball in the box for for Matip and, and for Van Dijk. We've got to be we've got to be canny with them um, and try and pull something out that way. If Danny Ings could finish his tip, dinner, whatever you want to call it. Southampton would have drawn two all with the first weekend of the season. Yeah. They went two and a lot, bit of trend match where it weren't trend crosses it, it goes in from across. But then second half Southampton back themselves. Now we will have and um, we will have a period of play in the game against Liverpool where we will get chances and look and it'll probably be second half or second to cop and I can imagine like maybe McBurney throwing his weight around with someone like Matip a little bit or whatever. We'll have to just see. I just have a lot of love for so many of their players. That I, like, I'm not in awe, but I just think it's going to be so difficult. Yeah, yeah, to, be, to be honest, I think I think our best opportunity is actually in the middle of the field. So I think we've got the legs, especially. Think, three I don't. I don't think you're going to see the three you see. I think you're probably going to see Milner, and you're probably going to see Anderson. Milner played last night, didn't he? So maybe not Milner. They've got a, they've got a Champions League game Wednesday, and having lost, I think, I think in the first game, they, they need, need to, they win need win to get some points on the board next Tuesday or Wednesday. I think we'll definitely see Henderson playing. And, and Henderson's fit as much as I. But I fancy Fleck to be able to probably put one on him early, and then it's a different game. I, I think. I think what I, I think Dan's point about uh, set pieces is, is absolutely spot on. But also, 
we have a tendency, and it's the wilder way, of playing the percentages and looking for the, the good chance, not taking the pot shots from yeah. the box. Actually, I think there's a case for doing that. With Adrian in the net. With Adrian rather Absolutely. than um, Alison. Yeah, I think you, you, we've got to be looking. Adrian! No, <laughs> Rocky! <laughs> I think there's an element of that, but I think also we're probably only going to get three or four shots. Yeah. They're not as sold as they have been having this season. Defensively, they're conceding more goals. I mean, yeah, Newcastle yeah. scored against them, Southampton scored and could have scored more. Chelsea scored and could have scored more. Napoli got I, two. I, I think it should have put a bit of an influence on Lundstrom, Fleck, and Norwood to be advancing onto a ball or a loose ball that comes back out of the defence and, and taking a chance. Picking, taking a sec- picking seconds up on it. Picking seconds up on it. I'm sure. I think he's a Liverpool fan. Kim Ferbert. I think what you need to remember, I think the main battle for me is Lundstrom versus Henderson or Topsley Chamberlain. That's an England spot. If he has a good game against one of those two, that's the end spot. Don't think you will, Wallet. An interesting one for me um, is how do you deal with Firmino? I think at the minute, having seen him last couple of games, he looks unplayable at times. I think the last game when he came on, I remember we came on again. Came on for um, for a Riga, and he just looked unplayable. He just stopped celebrating. Just yeah, yeah. But do you think Firmino plays though? Yeah. Or do you think Firmino? Riga's not fit. Riga's not fit. Riga's not fit. Your club as well. Yeah. Well, well, you haven't progressed in the Champions League, and he will. But you want to think it, don't you? You want to win this league, and it's it's, it's, it's so early. He's best to lose already. Yeah. And you've got the upper hand, haven't you? Because Man City losing to Norwich I, as well. I don't Five see them. Points already, right? I don't see them resting major players. I, th- I think what their their idea will be is play the strongest they have they can, get a couple of goals up, then start pulling players out. I think if they get if they get if they're two 0 up after 55 minutes, I think you'd, you'd probably see Firmino come off. You'd see. Um, Juan Aldum come off you'll see people that, that's, I think that's the way they approach it. rather than going in weak and, and hoping to push through I mean I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I swear I imagined Mane running a Basham right How, did you imagine Basham running a Mane? <laughs> am I am I wrong in thinking this is the same? I know it's a long time ago now, but this is the same Basham that played Mane off the park when he was in Southampton. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different yeah. Basham, different Mane. Yeah. Yeah. The only, but then this, the problem is the rise of Basham about that night. Yeah, uh, true. But the thing is. I think Mane played up front on his own and he's probably been at the club about two minutes and he's going up cold rainy night in Sheffield. But the problem with the Liverpool game is you can lose, you can win 10 of uh, 9, sorry, of the outfield individual battles but there's quality in every position yeah. that they'll punish you from somewhere else. Yeah. And, and and that's the difference we're going up against that we've not had yet. Um, Firmino looks for playables. Mane is so fast and he can finish. Salah, he can, a, a 
15 scuffed his chances a bit, so we'll probably get an entry. And then in midfield, we've, he's not been as good this season, Juan Alden. It's the, mid, the midfield Henderson. don't actually create as much. I, I listened to it over there, it says they, they create more, the fullbacks create more than the midfielders. It goes back to this Robert Henderson, how many tackles do you yeah. taking in that middle of the park? It, they, are, they are breaking up. You just let those front, front three do the work. Front three do what they want, and then you get um, Alexander Arnold and Robertson flying forward from fullback. Mm. I think on your fashion thing, my biggest concern is that, is that while the mics do what he did at Leeds and you might see Jack Yelka come in and bash and play in the field I'd be surprised I'm, I'm not, I feel after last night obviously I think that's a different conversation but as a solid defensive option I think he's going to have that temptation right. it's tough because actually in some ways you think why not just go ball out and go for it you play a Freeman or someone like that in behind you you, you, you put, give us another attacking or attacking midfielder that play at you and just have a go but goal difference could be a factor for us yeah we don't want I mean you know if we came out of tomorrow sorry out of uh, Saturday losing three yeah. nails you kind of you, you kind of hold your hands up you, you don't want to get you don't want to get done eight nil do you no. that's the thing but I don't I don't see that I don't, I don't see what, what do you see battered. if I'm being brutally honest I see Liverpool winning by a couple of goals however they've won 15 on, 15 on the spin sooner or later that run comes to an end statistics statistically you've got you can't win every game so no, you're not going to win 17, 18, 19 sooner or later that run is going to come to an end whether it's a loss or a, or a draw nothing would surprise me from this United fan so I'm going to I'm going to say 1-1 one, one. So I think we can I think we can we can nick something that's my poor liver um, <laughs> you're thinking of the aftermath aren't you I know it's going to have to be gone the result that's what we're going to have to be with it's a tough one because leans towards the same argument and, and especially after last Saturday you've got that bit of confidence that we can play these teams and, and get a bit of a result for me it sticks out as one of them games I think we're going to get an absolute dicking and that stands out a little bit further for me I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be 4 4 um, I'm not going to go with this idea of us getting dicked because ever since we've had Wilder after those first difference four games I'm a massive believer um, that the way we set up means that we will very rarely lose headline if you if, if can play five when at the back we said it last week when was the last time we lost by two goals um, but what I would say Middlesbrough yeah, yeah. last season yeah. oh. <laughs> nearly ruined my holiday in Cornwall I'll never write well anyway that's a different <laughs> story but um, five or four I don't well I um, I think we'll lose 3-1 and I'm putting that down on what I said about you can win 9 of the 10 one on one battles out of field right, Alexander Arnold gets free kick he's in top in yeah. Robertson I think Ender Stevens is a phenomenal player if Ender Stevens is top class, Robertson's out of this world. Robertson is world class. He's possibly the best left back in the world. There's, there's an argument that, that they've got won. the best fullbacks in the in the world. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not saying Robertson's a weak spot. I mean, what's the completely different team watching play Scotland? But watching Scotland the other week, I thought he was the worst player on the pitch for them. 
edge we spot around. That was about Danny, wasn't it? We're kind of back to last. We're, we're kind of almost back to last night, looking at yeah. good players looking shit because they're surrounded by shit. And not that I'm saying we don't have players for shit, but if you're surrounded with yeah, poor quality players, all like, players that not. Playing a role that they're not yeah, familiar with. I think it's phenomenal. Even that's about as me and you. Five, ten yards past these centres, we're struggling. And if I'm being honest, if there's one player I'd fancy to beat him, I'd put Baldock in that list. But as soon as we get the pullbacks forward, I'm kind of thinking we're going to be more, like, say, more solid. I mean, let's, let's, let's play the advantage. The thing is, with Baldock last night, uh, last night there was an interesting quote about Baldock from last night. The thing is, with Baldock, um, which came up in Southampton game. He got into good areas twice, and I would have fancied myself to get a shot on target in both their positions, and then either. So I, I disagree with you there. Last night, uh, a good friend of ours, Dan's brother, Phil's brother, actually turned around and said, uh, You can get better players than George Baldock. So that was an interesting quote. Yeah, I believe we then discussed bringing Wambisaka. Wambisaka and on loan, just in case. Just yeah, because. Once it's off, it's so, so we yeah, can't get down. Ian's got his head in the What is it about? For money, you can get a better player in every position, not just right back. Sam's quote from last season, which was, I could see John Flake playing centre back. So that was that's the, the level of punditry we've brought into the pod tonight. But at the same time, it's a concise section that we're trying to do. Dan's gone 1 1, Sam's gone 4 0, I've said 3 1, Ian. I'm going to say 1 1. And I'm saying 1 1. Because I kind of agree with some of what Dan's saying, it could come to an end at some point. I think we're more resolute than ever, and I think last week will have given us confidence about that. And I don't underestimate, I just hope we make it an absolute racket and I'm not talking of passion about the field or that not a lame passion raw passion not orchestrated you'll never walk away nonsense not a light show not a light show don't give me oh it's just not really why do you think we went back to the bar at 25 past 7 let's let's, let's create like atmosphere yes it's 12.30 on a Saturday it shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter rocking we should be rocking we should be and make it Make it like they're going to Galatasaray or they're going to Belgrade, wherever. Make it feel like that. Just without a light show. Yeah. Let's get Alan Millen to the circle, planted the blades, like like <laughs> <laughs> They might be sent to back you back now. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice one. On that note, yeah. Alan Nil centre half, centre uh, centre spot at about 12.25 or 25 and Sky will love that and I hope you're all going down and I hope you enjoy, hope you enjoy it and I hope you're looking forward to it as we are, as much as we all are Don't go back to send her off Welcome back, and it's our regular Four Blades in the Pub Hall of Fame slot. And first of all, we need to uh, recognise uh, last time's winner, um, 
which was the missing Ridley tonight, Phil. So Sam's here to collect on his behalf. There is nothing to take back on his behalf. Just the, uh, I'll take the adulation. Yeah, just the adulation of your peers. I'll take, I'll take the adulation. And we say adulation, but we've just been discussing it off, off, off recording. Now, we think there's a tendency to go a bit route one on this these days. Uh, Phil's more route one than Kevin Blackwell, to be honest, on these, uh, on these nominations. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, I'd have voted I didn't vote for myself last week. I'd have voted for Brian Dean, but you know, we've we pretty well. Route, route one with the demographic and MK Don's away. We've been a, a series of strong, strong nominations. I'm a little bit concerned based on what you, you've just called out. <coughs> My nomination might also be a little bit. Route one. Yours isn't the moves, I don't know you. <laughs> so I'm saving the moves because I think at this moment it's still different. You think he's coming back on, do you? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying I'd be the one to claim it, but I don't want to. Okay, let's see after the antlers. Right, now, it is. Right then. You're not supposed to reveal that. Mine this week, I'm going to misquote Simon Le Bon, and I'm going for Blades on film. So I'm going for United shirts, United um, players, United fans who have appeared in, in, in films on the big screen. So I'm thinking this one's a little bit obscure. The first one, I'm the little uh, the little kid in the market that begin the Batman Begins. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, sat there in a blade shirt. Yeah. Why? How? For what? I think I think there's there was something. I think that there's, there's a director or something like that, or one of the unit directors was a blade fan. I'm going to make a prediction that Christopher yeah. Nolan doesn't like football. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a weird. I think it wasn't even a director. I believe it was just the guy walking past and he, he wanted someone. Wearing it, but, but there was there was a yeah. I read it somewhere. It's something really obscure and ridiculous. So you've got that one. There's Robert Carlyle in Full Monty. Yep. Wearing a wearing a wearing the umbro. Yeah. The 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 Carl Viet shirt. Carl Viet shirt. Even though he lived in from where the from where the film was it was shot, the flight he was in was the opposite the one just off Peniston Road. So he lived nearer the near yeah, Kelvin and yeah, Hillsborough. Yeah. So he lived nearer that end of town than than, um, than obviously near the lane. But obviously the main one is your man Jimmy Muir. <laughs> ah, Jimmy's got trials for United.
to says uh, to Tony King is what do you think I don't think he's much of a team player <laughs> alright TC I, what's funny is I, I prefer the golf clubs most people do yeah, we, the impressions need up in on this part but we do try and that's the point so Blades on film now so Blades on film he's not Route 1 you've not been around you've not just gone straight in no. it's been some poor play I've gone, I've gone Howard Kendall Rob and Kevin Black over that see I'm going to tell you what I was going to go with and now what I've changed it to and what I was going to go with was just Glyn Hodges but because Dan's already done Glyn Hodges falling over the outside holdings that only left me Glyn Hodges lazy long against Manchester United over Schmeichel oh yeah is it Motson with his uh, this man's left, left foot is magic, magic. Yeah. commentary yeah. line and uh, just huh? the most talented player and a man bought with a Grand National sweepstake yeah. so that would have that was so that was your nomination it was my nomination right it was my nomination until I switched it and I'm going populist everyone Why not? seems to want to yeah. and it's Bob Booker God loves a trier yeah and God we love Bob Booker yeah and there's so much you can say about Bob from the time he got invited for tea at some fan's house invited him for tea so Bob turned up on his doorstep and tucked into meat pie with his, his kids family for the evening um, he's two goals against Southampton yep. when he should have took the third they should have got the third through a penalty but John Gannon had it instead and took it full rank um, he got the goal that kept us up at QPR the winner at QPR that kept us up in that first season back yep. um, captained us at Leicester in Stancliffe's absence yep. on the promotion match I mean we'd written him off the first few games you'd written him off oh, he was just awful it was got, it was. but he played defence played midfield played up front yep. he was he was an old time Phil Jagielka who played, yeah, he just slotted in anywhere on that pitch and then probably the best bit was he waved goodbye at the um, derby match against Wednesday first derby match in however many years the Woods Meg derby the Woods Nut Meg derby yep. waved goodbye to fans before that then John Joined us on the upper tier in the away end, yep. standing on his seat, joining in all the songs yep. at the uh, return match at Hillsborough on 3 1. So, I mean, for me, look, <coughs> it gave me hope that as a limited footballer, there could be a career for me yet. Brilliant. Perfect nomination for me for, for someone like said my age. Um, I mean, the best Bob Booker story I had was obviously the Leicester game, the captain does. Um, and I think he, I can't remember if he flattened Gary McAllister or Gary McAllister flattened him. And obviously, however many thousand blades, ooh, ah, Bob Buchanan, he said, Gary McAllister turned around and said to him, why the fuck are they singing your name? And he said, he just looked him square in the face and went, because I am, ooh, ah, Bob Buchanan. And he said, Gary McAllister's face was just, what the fuck? Absolutely no idea. No idea who he was or what he was talking about. But yeah, great nomination. That's I mean, before my time, I think I wrote his book to read somewhere on the shelf at home, but yeah, obviously a bit of a blade legend, still have a lot to do with club. Link, I think he was, he did Brentford, he sort of team, he's Brentford, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so I remember being down there a few times and seeing, yes, the day like Booker was there for whatever reason. Um, I'm going, I'm going something a bit more modern. Not really that modern, but a bit more modern than that. And I'm going for a race by a player uh, against Saturday's opponents. And it was, uh, I'm going to, mine is 
Tongues football against Liverpool down the line. It's a, on Twitter today. I'm in the uh, in the semi final now. Everyone always likes his living call about youngsters that come through. Now, although Michael Tongs from Manchester and his head, it's a shame that he's not around today because he drinks the vodka, he drinks the Jaeger, he's a fucking massive. <laughs> to be absolutely perfect for Michael Tongs because his head is massive. He can't, I always used to think he looked like someone off of The Sims. <laughs> no, <laughs> not The Sims. The hospital when they got that disease where the head swelled up. Anyway, pop culture references go well. Sorry, Tom here. They were lucky kid. But them two goals that night and beating Liverpool. Mm. They had the Melophant up front, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. And it was just brilliant. And I think that was possibly. I'd been there in about '95 when we beat Arsenal and Viet did that diving header. Carl and then there'd been a couple, but that was the first time that we had just beat a proper big that team. The, that, was a, that was a triple assault season, triple assault, yeah. 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 ended up winning or achieving, no, but it was <laughs> a right laugh. That yeah. the round after Jags struggling with? No, the Jags goal Jags came week in like the third or yeah. four. Yeah. We played Sunderland after that. We played, yeah. well, no, we played, yeah, and then Leeds in the fifth. Yeah. In the, that was the FA That was the FA Cup. Yeah, we played Leeds was fairly early on in the... Like, I, mean, I remember because it was when he was at the family stand and it was a real annoying bloke he used to spend all his time telling me and my dad all about how good his grandson was at football and the scouts were watching him and all this bollocks and he left early every game and he left early at that Leeds match who, what, and who was who uh, was his grandson then and that boy grew up to be I thought uh, my granddad had passed away by that Paul who alright uh, <laughs> I thought, I thought Paul who works in accounts <laughs> or Paul, who's, Paul who's, uh, got a, a career in IT. Right. I thought the payoff for that was going to be his son was uh, Lionel well, Messi or something. His grandson was Lionel Sadly, <laughs> sadly not. But the songs double, great goals. And that celebration, uh, there's one where I think he's got like, again, you need a video to see this. Both arms are extended, down, eyes closed. You know, he's tweeted it. Yeah, they have. The second one. The south stand. I think that's the second one where it comes to me the edge of the box and he finds the shoot, drops his shot. And puts it oh, yeah. just and um, and that two goals against Liverpool, fantastic. Chairman into the business in the second leg, but cheated in the second. We got shafted in second. What a fantastic, fantastic player mm. at that point in his career. Tom was stop was sky high at that. And it's and it's it's quite almost sad that he never went on to maybe fulfil the potential. That he, no, he didn't. Yeah. Right. Um, a bit like Oliver Norwood but yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> talking of I mean Norwood. He's, he's just he's, that, those goals massive night proper night at Van Line yeah, I think yeah. we've got one of, uh, we've got a couple of those coming up this season certainly got an evening I mean Mark in the uh, Man U game is one where we're going to see some magic from someone and I just feel like that's that Sunday evening game against Man U Monday night against Arsenal I find some Monday night against Arsenal yeah. to be honest it's exciting isn't it yeah, yeah. No, so three top, strong nominations top, top 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 nomination, that's really good uh, three very strong nominations I'm a little bit concerned about mine now I'm not going to lie uh, Phil's closing words to me today was make sure you're in the Hall of Fame because I'm running away do with the it. family proud do, do the family proud and, and I'm a bit, bit concerned now he's heading to a horse's like, head isn't he yeah. Yeah. on the, on the <laughs> pillow talking of horse's heads um, <laughs> I've been sort of tossing and turning for weeks waiting for this call on what my Hall of Fame suggestion would be and I've probably got five or six 
I've had to go with the one that means the most to me. And not only means the most to me, but also will mean a lot to people. My Hall of Fame nomination has got to be Garage Bar in Albuquerque. And I play, play, play to the demographic. Yeah, it's playing to the crowd and, there. And, and as we've just discussed, going sort of dicks out, I'm going full Kevin Blackwell dicks out. Gary's born out where uh, I think it's one of those things that only people that know will know. But I mean, being in it, shit. <laughs> I think you're working when I'm on about that, John. I wasn't there at Portugal to have a job, Sam, that doesn't allow me to go at those times of year. <laughs> I was fine with it, though. Yeah, I'm sure you were fine with it. You sound very fine with it. <laughs> Do tell us about Garage Bar. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> the thing do. is, the pub, the, pub could, the pub could be called anything. You could call it pretty much anything you want. But the atmosphere of having that many blades in, in that confined of an area... Pretty much like any game, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. What could be done, but don't, don't think we play in Europe every week. Well, that's, that's next season. Well, we'll give it a couple of seasons and... I won't be able to go to any of them fucking games either. But anyway, go on. He doesn't sound bitter at all, does he? Oh, it's my career choice. Carry on, Yeah, I'm my former hero. So, yeah, I mean, everything from first arriving and having the first couple of beers, they got the triple assault season on on the telly when we first got there. They were playing that pretty much the entire week on YouTube or the entire four days or whatever long you were there for. My dad falling over and breaking his tooth was a... Is this all in Garage Bar? Yeah, this is, oh, right, this yeah. is all Garage Bar, yeah. Is that another drunk Chris Ridley story? Is that up on the bar? You're going to need bars and you're going to get the old shirts of fans of like yeah. the guy. You'd have two of Chris Ridley's tooth full of tooth around the bar. He, he, he lost a tooth, so I mean, it could be there. It could be there, It yeah. could well be there. Or and someone could be at this moment cloning your cloning dad. My dad. Could be cloning my dad, or they, they could be sort of saving it, thinking one day I'm going to meet one of the Ridley's. And one of the Ridley one of the Ridley's going to make it. Probably not, but... Um, but it's school Sunday, so you never know. The call might be coming. Anyway, so garage bar then. <laughs> <laughs> garage bar. Um, yeah, for me, garage bar's the place. I'm. To be fair, it looked fantastic. I was very jealous. Spent a lot of that. So I, the worst part about it in my profession is at that time of the year we're not doing an awful lot, and the fact that a lot of my mates and my football team in a hot country. Uh, getting drunk and then I went two weeks later to Alfera on a stag do and then we had artists speaking everywhere the Wednesday stag do that wasn't part of the theme but they were all pigs apart from me and my mate uh, yeah it did, did hammer home but Garage Bar that peaked I think when you were there the ga- Garage Bar when we were there was was just another place so you've got the entire staff walking around with United shirts on and it, it we had taken over United with a thing and from what I wasn't there the year before but I'm told that's sort of the, the prodigal son so to speak it's the it's the go-to place and apparently the year before the, the blades were in there and uh, Ched was walking around getting a tattoo somewhere around there so but, was I didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's not the most controversial evening of Ched's life is it eh no oh Say that an Albuquerque. I'm not sure. You I'm can gonna... get whatever you want on the street. You walk down to like any drugs, obviously. Then it's lucky, lucky men have a vast array of headwear and glasses, and I'm sure they've got. Where have you think Alan Picard brought it all back, including the lucky, lucky man's outfit. Forget Alan Picard. I mean, 
our good friend Ed Sheeran at one point, otherwise known as Billy Lockwood, was wearing I think four hats at one point. That was all you cared about. It, it, that was a place. Where Did he spend three hours? I always thought he was a two hat. <laughs> and on that now, <laughs> um, Saturday evening, if you'd like to come, uh, some of us are going for a drink down Kellam Island. We'll see you in the Kellam Island Tavern and the Fat Cat. Uh, it's going to be fun. Or me in the Cremorne, which is probably easier. Uh, for a drink to hopefully celebrate the predictions from Dan and Ian rather than the ones from me and Sam. I'll be there in about six I think minutes. It's four, four fantastic uh, nominations tonight. Get We've got on film. Super Bob Booker, who are Bob Booker, Michael Tom's Brace, which I personally think is the strongest, and Gary's Bar Affair. So, fantastic nomination. It's been really good. He's obviously got me really excited for Saturday. Great win at Everton. Terrible evening out last night, but this is this is cheering me up now. Still like. for the weekend, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, so hope you enjoy listening. We'll try to get this up as early before the game on Saturday for you as we can. And uh, we will very, very much look forward to the game, as I'm sure you will. Yeah. So, all the vibes. Up the vibes. Up the vibes. I'm Jason Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to find me there, right? Well, I'll take Peroni as well.